Welcome to season two of the Practicing Presence podcast, where spiritual formation is fueled through a variety of practices rather than a single prescriptive time of devotion, where we discuss different spiritual practices that help us be more present with God, others, and ourselves. What's going on, practitioners? Uh, We are going to talk about divine creativity of music. Uh, You guys know I freaking love music. Cullen friggin' loves music. Uh, I am a musician. Uh, Cullen has been around music and has been a musician in the past, not a practicing musician anymore, really. Uh, uh, but I haven't picked up a instrument in almost three years. It's a trigger for some of my religious trauma. I do miss the creative outlet, which is why when Clayton proposed this episode, I was all over it. Uh, I hope through therapy, I'll be able to get back to a place where I can do it. But I genuinely believe that there's a lot of expression of current Christian music that is emotional manipulation. And so we're just jumping right in with it. (laughs) Because of that, I genuinely believe that I, as a musician, have caused a lot of harm to people emotionally manipulating them. And I just have not worked through that in therapy yet to be able to play music anymore. Um, and I didn't have a I didn't have a context of being a musician outside of Christian music. Mm-hmm. And so like to pick up one now without having worked through all that feels a little bit like betrayal. Uh, so, yeah, I don't play music anymore, but uh, I first learned the drums and percussion and then I did classical band, played the baritone, taught percussion in band in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Not even in high school. Not even in high school. Only in middle school. Oh, it was middle school. I'm sorry. You played and, you played football in high school. Well, and don't forget, my uncle James is a professional musician who started teaching me instruments when I was like seven. Oh, I guess that's fair. I didn't know um, think about that. That's yeah, fair. I mean I had a full drum set when I was like nine. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, and so I taught myself guitar, taught myself the piano. So yeah, I've been around music. I love music. Definitely want to get to a place where I can express myself again through music. But that day is not today. Yeah, I have been on all of the sides of the music thing. Uh and did it semi-professionally for a little bit. Uh played paid shows for a while uh bars coffee shops whatever um also did it in church for many years uh in all the different ways that you could do it in church uh i have spent hours upon hours in studios um on on the other side of the board right like not recording but like actually producing uh, I have done, I've spent many hours in a studio behind the board. Uh, I have done lots of the music thing. Uh, now, if we're being honest, the people that I was recording for were uh, rappers who <laughs> wanted to be good, uh, had a desire and ability to be good. Uh, they were just still growing in their abilities. They were young uh, and green. They were young and green. Uh, 
I hope the best for their uh professional endeavors moving forward. <laughs> um but um uh, I also agree with Cohen. Uh a lot of current Christian music feels emotionally manipulative. Um and I was actually having a conversation about this with someone uh, a few months ago about how it's hard for me to listen to the modern Christian music, not because of um, a lot like what Colin was saying. Is I feel like I per- participated in the the religious and spiritual manipulation of other people. Because there aren't many songs that come on the radio that I can't, like, of the Christian music that I can't play. Yeah. Or that I could not pick up very easily and learn how to play at the drop of the hat. Yeah. Because they they all follow the same pattern. They all follow the same. Yeah, one, four, you know, five, six, minor. They, according to the theory, they are all exactly the same. One, four, five, six, minor. They are boring. They have no development. They have no build and any kind of melodic beauty. Everything is about sound and volume blast, which is what makes it, in my mind, emotionally manipulative. I mean, can't tell you how many conferences I sat in that, you know, told me how, like, what decibel I had to play the music at or you know, how many conversations I had or meetings I sat in where it's like, oh, no, we need to play this song before this part in the service because we're going to invoke this kind of emotion. Um, It's just like it is literally us strategizing how to pull emotions out of people. And I think that's wrong. And so because of that, uh, I don't play Christian music. I don't play instruments at all anymore. And I haven't listened to Christian music. Christian music is quite triggering for me. I had to go to a funeral a couple of months ago and I made it through a song and a half before I had to walk out of the room. And I was proud of myself. Like it is so triggering for me. Um, But the truth that I think remains is I still find a lot of love and respect and beauty of the artistry and creativity of the Bible. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the Bible is music. Mm-hmm. literally re- like the it's best songs. they could recorded music yeah it's songs uh that is what most of the psalms are and and the robbie c band oh yeah yeah they have done a great job in translating the psalms into modern music yeah uh, they have done a great job so has like shane and shane in some ways yeah and, yeah, yeah. Like, it goes for uh, like there are groups of people that are trying to take whole chunks of scripture and make them music. And yeah. I am so here for it above and beyond. Yeah. Now, I have sat behind the board on Sunday mornings running sound uh, with a decibel meter on my phone doing that thing. Uh, it's very common. While the band is playing Oceans. Yep. And I take, I'm listening to it and I hear it and I take the bass and I turn it up above everything else. Cause you know, the bass reverberates and like feels like it gives you that like butterfly feeling in your stomach. It, I've done this. I have manipulated entire crowds just moving and pressing buttons and moving dials and like doing all the things I've done this. 
Yeah, well, in the effects game, creating reverb and, you know, glitters and magnifications, like do all of this crap and fabricate emotions. And I've had leaders in the church come up to me afterwards and did said, you did so good. It sounded great. And like, I can see like in them, they're feeling all of the emotions that like I was trying to create. Yeah, I'm not feeling these. Because I was twisting the dials and pushing the buttons and doing all the things, right? Yep. I don't feel this because I know what I'm trying to do. Yeah, you created the atmosphere. This is created. I created manipulation. I created an emotion in somebody else that they weren't actually going to feel from the music that they were listening to. Necessarily. Necessarily. They could. Yeah. Absolutely could have. Yeah, they they may have still experienced that that emotion mm-hmm. that genuinely may still have happened, mm-hmm. um, but you definitely manipulated them in ways to ensure or better ensure that it did happen to enhance is, that thing. Yeah, you're just like it feels fabricated, which is what I don't like. And this is when this is when. I realized, so when I realized this truth for me, it was in a very dark point in my life. I had just spent many years um, very, very unhappy. And I realized that a very unhappy version of me did not have music in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that person that doesn't have music has podcasts. It replaces that part with podcasts and I get very unhealthy. And so I began thinking about music and knowing like music began to be my reference point of ensuring that I was healthy or on the track to healing. And if I wasn't listening to music, it, music, it was like a barometer because I was working too much. Well, that becomes quite a problem when you get triggered listening to Christian music. Yep. And so you start having to go to music you start having to look at music in a different way. Music can't be the devil anymore. Like non-Christian music can't be the devil anymore. It can't be the worst thing in the world. Like it has to be something else. I just had a memory. I just had a memory unlocked. I'm so sorry. Do you remember? Maybe not because your memory is horrible. But do you remember? I don't know. I was probably like, uh nine or ten just learning how to play guitar and i had a list of country songs that i wanted to learn and i was talking to you about it and you're like why do you want to learn all these country songs why do you not want to learn like all these christian songs i felt so freaking horrible about that i threw that list away and made a new one of christian songs well you know what i only did that because i was convinced of that yeah, I was convinced that you could not do that. I, and I was later also. Yeah. Like this conversation led me to a place where I was like, oh, man, I, I feed the good dog. Right? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't feed the bad dog, right? You, whichever one you feed more is going to win. Yeah. Uh, and so that that ended up leading to a place where I didn't listen to secular music for years. And anytime I did, I felt bad. I would tune it out when I was in public 
because I didn't want to feed the bad dog. Yeah. And now I'm in a place uh, and have been for, thank God, the last like 10 years where I'm comfortable listening to secular music. Um, and I, I listen to things that most Christians would probably call sinful. I, well, you just said you helped produce rap albums. (laughs) I, I helped produce a lot of, I helped produce for a lot of rappers. Uh, I have spent many hours at like metal shows. I like to go to raves, like music that is controversial is fun it's good it it like it hits a different spot uh because it's like it 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 be so you remember skillet yes skillet used to be the christian rock band that was stick it to the man like stick it to the the old white guy that told me that I had to worship with a choir. That's what they used to be. Now John Cooper's up on stage crapping on deconstructing Christians, right? Uh, no, Mm-mm. they became the, the they became the problem. They became right? the man. They the became man they were was stick it to the man. They became the man. They became the man, right? It, it, they became this cycle. I. I still wanted to stick it to the man. It didn't I, exist anymore. There was not one anymore in Christian music. There was not one that it elsewhere. Nope. I had to go find it elsewhere. Uh, and I did. I found it in metal. I found it in, in EDM. I found it in blues. It's all through blues. If you want, if if you really want to get stick it to the man, go to the blues, That's especially the blues. Like new blues. Like yeah, oh well, blues is uh, blues is music from a minority community. Yeah, mm-hmm. they definitely want to stick it to the man. That, was- that's where I found my beauty. When I couldn't keep listening to music, but I still needed that creative expression, and I would, well, I would argue, music is divine. Mm. Uh, I think there is some music that is created in ways or modeled off of divinity that is not representative of divinity. But I think music in like music naturally is divine. Um, and it doesn't have to be explicitly Christian to be divine. No. And so because of that, like I love jazz music. Oh my God. The way that jazz defies the rules of music theory, uh, I love it. I could eat it up. Um, I listen to a lot of blues music, modern and old. I mean, I'd still think that Eric Clapton may be arguably the greatest guitar player to ever have lived. Um, Yeah. I listen and find a lot of beauty in that kind of music. And I think that's divine. I don't, I don't think that I need that to be expressly Christian. No, I, I have a playlist. Uh, that somebody else started for me because they felt uh they felt like i could learn how to worship through music more and worshiping through music was so hard for me and like using that language uh 
and they titled it unconventional um they started this playlist for me i ended up like adding to it and building to it i'm trying to work through my trauma that i have attached to modern christian music i am trying to get get over the the one three five thing right like i'm trying to get over how it sounds uh and focus on what the intention of the lyrics is because even if like the intention is good like shane and shane robbie c band these guys that we were talking about earlier that take whole sections of scripture and try to turn them into music and that being good uh it's still hard because it all sounds the same it's all still triggering in the same way i've been really working on that because music is divine especially when the lyrics are meant to drive you to divinity. So I've really been working on this. And this playlist is uh, coded with all kinds of things. Uh, one song called I'm Not a Saint. Uh, and the main line of the song is I'm not a saint, but I could be if I tried. Yeah. Like this idea that like, I could be what you want me to be, big church. I'm not gonna be. Yeah, I don't want uh, to be. And that to me is worshipful. Yeah. Like I want to be my own version of me in my own divinity. That's what Jesus said. That's what Jesus said. And Jesus uh, and music provides you the opportunity to do this. Yeah. Uh there's also a song on there from a like no name blues artist. He's he's on the come up. Uh, his name is Liam St. John. I've met the dude. He's got his own religious trauma from the Catholic Church. He's he's super cool. Uh, and he he wrote this song called Dipped in Bleach. Um, and the first lines of this song are I did cocaine at a wedding where I was ordained as a reverend uh, and then ends up going on to tell the story where after the wedding he goes home and gets divorced from his wife because he wasn't happy hmm. and going through this process of like I am not perfect even though society tells me I'm not perfect I have to be true to myself. <sighs> Music provides an opportunity to explore divinity and pursue divinity, even if it is not explicit. Yeah, maybe a better way to say it is music is an outlet of divinity, maybe sometimes not explicit. I think music gives us a way to say things that we otherwise can't communicate. Sometimes they're explicitly about God and sometimes they're not. Yeah. Um, either way, it reflects the divinity or the lack thereof in which we're searching for through our creative music, like through the music we create. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Whether explicit or not, music represents 
a creative expression of the divinity we're all looking for. Thanks for listening to the Practicing Presence podcast hosted by Wellhouse Church. Be sure to give us a rating and a review if you enjoyed the episode. It's free and it helps us immensely. Also, feel free to check out our other podcasts.